It's really listening and it's mm -hmm. really watching people and how their body language. And all of a sudden, then you'll realize there's something missing here in this conversation. They haven't thrown this down on the table. And yeah. it could be something like somebody wants to bring this little trinket forward that they want to have displayed in their home. You know, their grandmother gave it to them and it just is so precious to them, but mm -hmm. they're kind of embarrassed to talk about it. Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dotches marmette We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Hello and welcome to episode 81 of the Art of Living Well podcast. Before we dive into today's episode, we have a couple of quick announcements. The first is that we just kicked off our Thrive During the Summertime program. It's a group coaching program, and it's all about helping you feel amazing in your own skin, having a really fun and fabulous summer, while keeping true to your health goals and priorities so that you don't let your health take a back seat this summer. And we're keeping it registration open for just a couple more days. So if you're listening to this the day the episode drops or shortly thereafter, you can go head on over to our show notes and click the link in bio to sign up. There's an amazing group of women and we're just really excited to help people through um, what is often a challenging time over the summer, especially post-pandemic. Things are open and people are now trying to figure out how to balance some of the silver linings they had during the pandemic with being at home more and prioritizing their health and well-being and things being open and going out and going out to eat and social gatherings and all that good stuff. So head on over to the show notes, like I said, and sign up if, it, if you're listening to this shortly after the episode drops. The second one is tonight, the day this is airing, we are hosting our first in-person yoga and clean crafted wine event of 2021. We're really excited about it. It's with the wonderful Michelle Olson of Layers Yoga. And then if you're listening to this a little bit later, we have another in-person event. We're, this time we're collaborating with Ashley Sondergaard, who hosts the Yoga Magic podcast. And that's going to be on Thursday, July 22nd in Minneapolis. It'll be a fun backyard bash, we're calling it. There'll be a wonderful cosmically inspired yoga flow that Ashley will take us through and then we'll do a clean crafted wine tasting and lots of fun giveaways. So if you live in Minneapolis, we'd love for you to join us for this really awesome evening of yoga, wine, and community. And yeah, head on over to the show notes, click the link and sign up. Space will be limited, so you definitely want to make sure you reserve your spot in advance. And with that, we are thrilled to welcome our two guests today. We have Sarah Witcher and Marcy Townsend, the co-founders of Chisel Architect here in Minneapolis. The team at Chisel has an acquired an incredible breadth of expertise through their award-winning work while each were at a variety of Midwest-based design firms and in addition working together. They have a track record of proven success as lead designers and project managers with honed technical skills 
in material specs, drafting, construction documentation, and intuitive personal skills in client and consultant management and communications. Marcy and Sarah are, are both dedicated client advocates from start to finish. This means that their problem-solving skill sets are always engaged and they shape conversations around the intimacy of design. This means that they fully understand the symbiotic relationships between the homeowner who will live in and love their space, the talented craftspeople who contribute exquisite detail, agile builders who modify with flexibility, and lead architects and designers who orchestrate the entire project to make it sing. Chisel created a unique process they coined the pattern of life, which really sets their firm apart. This three-step process brings out their clients' preferences, routines, and ways of being every day so that they can live well in their space. Anyone who encounters Chisel architecture will enjoy a design experience like no other. Marcy and Sarah will help you find your pattern of life and enjoy a positively exhilarating experience along the way. We had so much fun talking with Sarah and Marcy and learning about the very specific and personalized process that they go through with all of their clients based on their unique pattern of life process. They both are really good listeners. They watch people and their body language and ask questions so that their clients get the results that they want to enjoy their life in their new space. And that's whether it's a brand new home build or just a smaller remodel. One of the fun little tidbits that they shared is that Marcy and Sarah will give their clients names for the new space they create. So they talk about how they recently named a laundry room remodel the bubble room, which is just so fun, right? We can't wait for you to experience how enjoyable, fun, and fulfilling the architectural and design process can be for a homeowner when Chisel Architect is involved. So even if you're not looking to embark on a big project right now, you will learn so much from this conversation and Marcy and Sarah share tips for anyone who is thinking about making even a small change to their space, which is something that many people have been doing over the last 12 plus months. But before we dive into this inspiring conversation with Sarah and Marcy, let's hear a quick word from one of our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by our wonderful sponsor, Appetite for Change. Appetite for Change is a nonprofit in North Minneapolis that uses food as a tool for health, wealth, and social change. This year, in light of COVID and the unrest in Minneapolis, Appetite for Change has continued to ground themselves in their mission and center their work around community connection and nourishing food. They launched a pilot program called Community Cooks Meal Boxes, which provides fresh produce and pantry items, plus two recipes for over 300 families at no cost to the family. The program has been such a success that it has been extended for another six weeks and will continue into 2021. AFC has utilized the kitchens of their two restaurants, Breaking Bread Cafe and Station 81, to produce over 200,000 meals that have been distributed across the Twin Cities to healthcare workers, seniors, and families in need. In addition, they have seven farm plots across North Minneapolis that are tended to by community members and Appetite for Change youth learning how to grow a variety of plants. These fresh fruits and vegetables are distributed throughout the North Side. Even in 2021, Appetite for Change is committed to building a more equitable food system by delivering fresh and nourishing food to healthcare workers, seniors, and families in need, tending urban gardens, and more. 
We have been collaborating with Appetite for Change over this past year, and we have loved their dedication to their mission, and we so look forward to volunteering with their organization and working with them more in 2021. To learn more about Appetite for Change, listen to episode 31 of our podcast with one of their founders, Michelle Horowitz. For more information or to donate, head on over to appetiteforchangemn.org backslash impact or on Instagram and Facebook at Appetite for Change. Hi, Sarah and Marcy. Thank you so much for being a guest on our podcast today. We were connected to both of you through a mutual friend. And then Sarah, Marty and I got to meet you at your offices last fall, which now seems like a really long time ago as we record this in February. And we got to learn all about your very unique architect firm that you guys have both created. And so we're so happy that you're with us today. Well, thank you for having us. We're so excited to be here with you. You You guys have a tremendously successful podcast. So we're we're thrilled and honored to be be here. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you very much. That means a lot. So everyone has a story and we would love for each of you to share your stories and ultimately how you ended up joining forces to create Chisel. Sarah and I, we came about uh, entering into the profession rather differently. Um, I knew that this is what I wanted to do since I was 13 years old and Sarah took a more roundabout path, but we eventually landed in the same place, custom residential and adopting a very similar philosophy, really custom tailoring the built environment around an individual person's personality, life goals, really their soul and who they are. And Sarah and I, we, we had a really good upbringing in the industry. We got a solid foundation. Uh, we met each other as we little interns at Sala Architects way back when. <laughs> and uh, we cut our teeth doing the best of the best residential work um, here in the Twin Cities. We were really fortunate to um, build our foundation. And um, since then, we've just both grown. We've gone off on different paths, worked for other uh, very successful firms here in town, but we found our way back. And um, I don't know what it was, but we thought, you know what, let's just do this. (laughs) I love it. And when was this? So can you just share a little bit of the timeline when you created Chisel Architect? It came about actually very quickly. Yeah, very quickly. I mean, Sarah and I have joked for years, well, if we had our own firm, we would do X, Y, and Z or whatever. And then one day, I think the light bulb went off for both of us. And this was, what, when was this? It was this? two, two and a half years ago? Yeah. Two and a half years yeah. ago. And the firm here is going on two years. I mean, it came about very quickly. Yeah. So that's so cool and exciting. And I'm really excited to dive into your unique concept that you both created which really kind of sets your firm apart from others. Um, I know it's called the pattern of life. And can you explain that mm-hmm. concept to everyone and what your process is? Yeah, yeah. Sarah. Well, pattern of life came out of, kind of both of us kind of came at it mm-hmm. with, with different ideas, um, but it came about because working working in firms and past firms, you know, you have a client come in and you let's say they want, a living room, dining room, a brand new kitchen, two bedrooms, and a couple bathrooms. Yeah. You know, and you kind of, there's the program. And, you know, most firms can kind of push that out very quickly mm-hmm. and beautifully. You know, the the, de- the design community in, in the Twin Cities has a very high bar compared to the rest of the country. Yeah, so we're super fortunate to have very, a very really lucky. 
talented industry here in our yeah. I don't know, little bubble yeah. <laughs> of the Midwest. Yeah. So, but the piece that was always missing, at least for me, mm-hmm. was that that it didn't dive deep enough. You know, we're sitting in a meeting and I'm looking at the clients and you can always like tell, okay, something's missing here. What is it? And so it was being able to then dive deeper in with the client and say, okay, you know, you talked about um, that kitchen, but you're really not the cook in the kitchen. Who is the cook in the kitchen? Let's really have a discussion with them about what it is that you need in that kitchen. So, you know, do you like to cook alone? Do you like to cook with a, you know, for an audience? Um, you do know, you need a sous chef, right? Do you need a sous <laughs> chef? Do you wanna... <laughs> Don't we all? Yes. <clears throat> We all aspire. Yeah. But it's diving deeper. You know, it's also not just like the internal function, but it could be the exterior of the building. You know, I want my house really on my block to look like, you know, a modern, a modern Mm -hmm. cube or, you know, this is what I want to say in my neighborhood. So it kind of encompasses that whole range, but pattern of life is really digging deeper and really questioning people. And it's, it's almost to the point where, some of the clients will get a little uncomfortable because we're really diving into very personal, personal questions and it gets a little uncomfortable, but in the end, it really works out for the best. No, I was just going to say, give us an example of what that looks like. What's diving into something uncomfortable. Well, like, okay, so let's just go right there. Yeah. (laughs) Let's go right there. Let's go right to the bathroom. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep. So you know, some people have just very interesting toilet habits, right? And so, you know, maybe this isn't appropriate to talk about, but this is where we go. So, you know, what does this mean? What is your routine? And what is important about that? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we need to know these things to make this okay. Some people have health problems, you know, and you need to know these, the answers to these questions, how this pattern of life plays out every day. And is it going to be efficient for you? Is it going to be sanitary for you? You know, all mm-hmm. these things that have to happen. Is it actually going to work and function for you? Oh. And is it, or is it going to be, is it going to pose a hurdle to your already busy morning yeah. in getting ready? Um, it's really how can your environment foster the easiest, um, well, the bathroom is a perfect example of this, and the morning routine. I mean, just the morning routine can be mm-hmm. a very, it can be intimate yeah. for, to some people. And, you know, if we, we have um, our own stories too. I mean, we're human as well. And so it puts people at ease knowing that, yeah, yeah we have our own routines too. Me and my coffee, <laughs> especially this week because our coffee maker broke, I became much more aware of how sacred that is to me. <laughs> And my family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and your coworker. Yeah. yeah. And everyone that interacts with me. <laughs> no, I could tell the minute she walked in, something's not right. So her whole schedule was bumped back a half an hour. Yeah. And it makes a difference in how we wake up in the morning and yeah. how, you know, you're just used to this yeah. routine. No, it, it's um, really popular to, especially right now, to have a designated coffee mm-hmm. station in people's homes then also doubles as an adult beverage station after five o'clock. It's, right. it's um, something hmm. that you're seeing a lot in Instagram and HGTV and everything like that. And it has a reason for coming into focus. Mm-hmm. 
I, I really love that you guys do that. I think that that would be, I mean, if I ever build a house, I'm definitely want to hire you guys because I just, I feel like that's such an important process. And I'm almost, you know, I've never built a house before, so I don't really know that process, but I'm almost shocked that everybody wouldn't no, do that. No, Cause I feel like you would need to know those intimate details to really build, you know, the dream for whatever the person is, whatever they want or their vision. Yes. I was just going to say same thing. Right. Well, so the, the whole home purchasing home seeking business of finding a home has taught us all to look at a home and evaluate it based on the factors in the MLS listing, right? Mm-hmm. How many bedrooms do you want? How many bathrooms do you want? Um, approximately how big is the living room? You know, sizes of rooms. And naturally it translates to, okay, that's what clients come to the table saying they want because they have learned. And we too, I mean, we're human too. And we have absorbed that and had to kind of take a roundabout way at arriving at that same kind of information. Yes, you want three bedrooms. Yes, you want two and a half bath. You want a big kitchen for entertaining. But the questions we ask to get there are very, very different. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and I can see that too. Like, why do you need the three bedrooms? Oh, well, I have two kids and, you know, it's a couple, whatever. But I mean, understanding and getting to the root of what's driving their mm-hmm. assessment as to what they think they need it's probably really powerful. Like maybe even explaining how that works a little bit. Like how does the homeowner or contribute to that process? It sounds like you have like, yeah. do you have like a questionnaire that you work with them on or yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. We have a questionnaire and it kind of goes all over the place. You know, it's not just like, okay, go let, tell us everything about your kitchen. It's not like this kind of linear no. uh, questionnaire it bounces all over the place. It's and, intentionally not linear. Yeah. It's intentionally <laughs> just to get people to really kind of think. Um, but you know, we talked about the bathroom. Right. Another, uh, you know, here's another example is, you know, people, there'll be one little thing, you know, the, a couple, for example, will say, okay, we want to have this cabin and A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And then you can kind of, it's really listening and it's mm-hmm. really watching people and how their body language. And all of a sudden, then you'll realize there's something missing here in this conversation. They haven't thrown this down on the table. And it could be something like somebody wants to bring like this little trinket forward that they want to have displayed in their home. You know, their grandmother gave it to them and it just is so precious to them, but Mm -hmm. they're kind of embarrassed to talk about it, you know, or embarrassed to talk about it with their um, significant other, significant other, or anyone else at the table. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, like the man wants to have the man garage, or yeah. the, you know, and but anyway, so you take this little trinket, and how do we bring this forward in a way mm-hmm. that it's respectful to that person and respectful for that couple? Because it's very important. So it can be just that little thing. You know, we had a client. I don't know if I shared this with you um, in the past. Who everything revolved around a screen door. Mm-hmm. It. She wanted to hear the noise of the screen door, the wooden, the wooden door hitting the wooden jam. You know that noise with the coil mm-hmm. and then slam, and that was the key for her. That about meant this. something to her. Yeah, it really meant something to her. Well, and I'm wondering, like, did that? did she come to you with that or did you like uncover that through your process it was a it was a process so it just 
it took a while for it all to come out, but then you hear it. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I remember specifically, she said uh -huh. something about that spring. I want to have these doors with this spring. And I thought, oh, there it is. And we kept the conversation kept revolving around that spring. Where are we going to get the spring? You know, and it's just like a little dollar seventy nine. Yeah, spring. clearly it evokes a memory for her and a feeling that she wanted to incorporate in her new house or cabin right. or whatever it was. Super cool. It was really profound. And, yeah. and it's, you know, when a, when a client does offer up that tidbit, it's knowing and recognizing how important that is. Yes. And you're listening, but I love what I think I hear you guys say is you're really listening to what your clients like and you're giving the homeowners a voice and a language and a forum to communicate because maybe they don't even realize what they need and what they want until they go yeah. through this process with you, which I think is so wonderful. An exploration. It's very much an exploration. Yeah. How long does that process usually take? Uh, it can take anywhere. Well, it depends on the size of the project. I mean, if, if we're just doing mm -hmm. um, one or two rooms remodel inside a house, or if we're doing a 10,000 square foot house, the number of questions and the number of conversations that need to be had are very, very different. A, a smaller scale remodel, what would you say, Sarah? Well, I mean, the, the kind of official programming probably takes anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half. But through the exploration of us then drawing that out, so the schematic design when we're actually physically drawing, that's all in our brain. So, you know, it could take from, you know, it could take a week. It could take two weeks, including, including the drawings. And then it just evolves. I mean, there are little pieces that kind of evolve. Some people are very, keep things very close to the cuff. You know, they don't want to share. And it just takes a while for us to kind of let heal that back. And people, I would say most of the time become very comfortable with us. Oh, yeah and share all, or, all yeah. sorts of stuff with us. Oh, I'm sure it's probably very interesting, actually, what you learn. <laughs> yeah, well, we all get to know each other very well. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. And it remains very discreet, always, and, oh, you know, and absolutely. confidential, mm -hmm. so. But the process, yeah, the process takes time. I don't know if I could say that we've ever oh. known a, a client who did not Kind of reveal something to us. So do you think that you really encourage your client to kind of think outside the box more than a typical architecture firm would do? I would say so. Mm -hmm. And we um, enter into every project assuming that we're going to explore with the client just because there's so many factors. There's so many variables at play. There's not only what does the client want, but how much do things cost right now to build? And what's the schedule like? I mean, are we working on a deadline? And um, I mean, all of those factors are equal variables in the design equation, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the, the other big thing is when Marcy and I are at the table with the client, mm -hmm. we both have different questions and different kind of ways of looking at, oh, yeah. at, at the client and you know listening to the client and so we kind of hit the spectrum Mar marcy and i have very different views on design and how we our process um so we i feel like we cover an awful lot yeah when we are with the client and even you know after pattern of life you know we're still asking questions mm -hmm. when things are getting built we were just out on the site last week and just mm -hmm. the way that we're kind of problem solving mm -hmm. certain situations That's what it is. it's problem solving 
Mm-hmm. So not having built a home either, like Mari said, mm-hmm. what can you give a little bit of highlighting the differences between working with, I don't want to say a more traditional residential architect versus how you guys work? And you, you've done a lot of explaining right now, but like, is the process longer or shorter or is there more interaction with your clients? Like what, how do you set yourself apart? Obviously you have the pattern of life, but just like the, the process, what is that like? Mm-hmm. Well, I would say it's a lot more kind of upfront. So like if you looked at a typical architecture firm and, mm-hmm. you know, not that everybody in this town, I think is really, I mean, we are just so oh, yeah. lucky as we've said, but like a typical kind of traditional pathway through is, you know, you kind of, it ramps up and then it ramps up to the construction documentation where we're actually drawing the construction documents to hand over to the contractor. Our process we kind of ramp up right away. What is this program that we're designing? What is the schematic design? We really kind of knock out those ideas early. Mm -hmm. And then we have uh, invested in a software program that gets it onto the computer very, very fast. And so then by the time we get to CDs, we're kind of, you know, coasting in a way. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. It's not nearly the push during um, technical documentation, getting ready for construction, because we've had our gas on the pedal at an even 55 miles an hour. I mean, it's it's just like gas mileage. This is how we talk to clients about it. You know, um, we we start um, we ease onto the gas when we first get to know one another, but mm-hmm. pretty soon we're very much in the thick of the soul of your design. And like Sarah said, we, we invested in a very robust piece of, of software that facilitates this process. Um, it's basically, we don't draw in 2D. I mean, we do when we have a pencil in our hand and everything, but everything that we produce here in the office is 3D. Yeah, yeah so, so it gets the client right into the space. Oh, yeah. you know, we can bring you into that model and show you what that space looks like. Yeah. It's very exciting. Yeah. Super cool, which I think is so helpful for people because sometimes like it's hard to envision that and that 3D makes a huge difference. Oh yeah, 2D drawings. Yeah, people don't, it's always the case. Someone in the group doesn't know how to read a drawing. drawing. They don't Why would they? There's no reason why they would need to anymore with the technology that's available out there. I mean, there's all kinds of other reasons to adopt this technology, but reading 2D drawings, Sarah and I don't know how to do it perfectly as well as every other contractor, but clients don't. And there's no reason why they should need to learn. It's like learning how to read music. Mm -hmm. So I love what you're doing because like, you know, obviously the name of our podcast is the art of living well, but you're really helping your clients find their art of living well within their home. And I love that. And I've never heard of another architecture firm doing something like that. And now we will take a quick break from this episode to hear a word from our sponsor. Have you been thinking about a new home build, remodel, or even rework of a smaller space in your home? We have all spent more time in our homes over the past year, and many people are trying to recreate spaces in their homes to bring more joy and functionality to fit their lifestyles. It can be really hard to know where to turn, but Sarah and Marcy, co-founders of Chisel Architecture, are the experts that will help you gain clarity and confidence around your project. 
One of the unique aspects of chisel architecture that sets them apart from others is their trademark design approach called Pattern of Life. This approach is a game changer for homeowners and how they experience the design process. Marcy and Sarah really listen to you to fully understand your needs and advocate for you during both the design and implementation process. When you think about your home environment and how it supports you, Chisel Architecture believes your overall well-being should be in the mix. Sarah and Marcy want you to live well in your home because they are so passionate on their design approach they have a special offer for our listeners. Book a two-hour consultation and receive $50 off. Simply email them at hello at chiselark.com. That's at H-E-L-L-O at C-H-I-S-E-L-A-R-C-H dot com. And mention the Art of Living Well podcast to receive your $50 off. Consultations must be booked by June 30th to take advantage of this offer. The art of living well. So you think about it like it, it, the art, right? So to me, and I mm -hmm. think to Marcy mm -hmm. too, art and with my my art, my background in the arts, art is taste, real art is taking a risk, right? Like the best artists in the world usually have kind of taken a risk and pushed the boundary of what, you know, whether it's a sculptor, whether it's a painter, you know, whether it's an architect. And so, you know, not, we're not saying that we're like, you know, this, the, this great, great, yeah. you know, stark architect, but we, you know, we're taking risks with our clients by really pushing on them mm -hmm. and saying, okay, you want to have a kitchen where you're really entertaining. You really love that. Okay. Well, let's really talk about that will you allow people into your kitchen really? Yeah. And like, let's really set it up so people can be in your kitchen comfortably. You know, it's really kind of just pushing those boundaries mm -hmm. out a little bit. So it's taking a risk, the art of living well. I think you have to take risks to learn how to live well. Absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. So, you know, kind of pivoting with that, you know, a lot of people right now are spending more time in their homes as we all know. Um, you know, can you share maybe even some examples of people like remodels, maybe not a full, you know, new construction project, but a lot of people are doing remodels or even smaller projects. Yeah, I was one of them. <laughs> but maybe even just sharing an example, you know, from the last year, even potentially, given that people are spending more time in their home and they're realizing what, how they want to feel when they're in this space and maybe some, how you've been able to transform some existing environments to help people live well in their home. We're just finishing up a little project down on um, in Linden Hills. And um, this family needed to have, bring the laundry room upstairs and they wanted to, they had a bathroom that was this kind of long, awkward bathroom. And they wanted to get their little girls out of their bathroom <laughs> and into their, the master bathroom yeah, and into their own bathroom so we created this great space where well we call you know the other thing we do is we name everything so what we do is we pull that program away from them it's not a laundry room we called this room the bubble room you know and laundry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and the, and the girls bathroom was called girl power yeah oh, I love so, that you know, they're young girls like they got to have a little bit of a say of what was going to happen but yeah, that's awesome you know we kind of pull that away from them and it, that also gets people thinking mm -hmm. like oh it's not just a bathroom there's a toilet there's a faucet and there's a shower mm -hmm. you know it's like what else can this be yeah. when you kind of pull that away from them it really bursts the bubble yeah. 
and no pun intended, <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> and, you know, lets it all come in and really mm-hmm. let, let's have a conversation. Yeah. I, <laughs> I love how you name the rooms like that. Cause that can just even, even renaming can probably take on a whole different feeling when you experience the room and when you walk in the room on a smaller scale. Yeah. 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 All the time we engage with people, um, just want simple ideas, mm-hmm. talk a texture. Yeah. Talk a texture. So I don't know if this is in your wheelhouse or not, but what if someone can't do a remodel or build a new house? Do you have suggestions for them where they could still kind of go through this process and make changes in their home? Yeah. Well, so throw us a throw us a yeah. throw us a programming idea that either one of you have. Yeah. Let's just play the game. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just thinking, okay, so and hopefully we're coming out of this when this airs, but like we're all working from home more and we're cooking and eating from home more and we have kids that are virtual schooling. Mm-hmm. So we just have more people in the house when, you know, typically maybe people were working in offices and kids were off. So how can you create some individual space and, you know, maybe calm the chaos that's ensuing in a lot of families in that main kitchen area where people are maybe mm-hmm. sitting at the kitchen table or a dining room table to work. So that that's kind of what mm-hmm. I'm thinking. So getting the, so getting the clutter, getting the clutter or getting the people out of the kitchen. Is that like, you would like to have everybody out of the kitchen when you're cooking? That, that would be wonderful, but that doesn't always happen. But I think it's it's clutter <laughs> and organizing and creating maybe little small spaces without like, oh, you know, not everyone's going to like add on a new office, right? But how do we create small spaces that allow the individuals to work and be productive, but also still come back together and be a family too? To take the design psychology stance on all this, and that's... Um, this is a throwback to my days in grad school. I um, This whole thing came about, this whole pattern of life, at least with me, came about through um, my applied environmental psychology um, thesis. In general, humans perceive space based on visual cues, of course. I mean, we can easily see that um, and understand that, but also auditory. The headphones are a perfect example. Once you put on a set of headphones, you don't necessarily realize that someone is sitting three feet away from you. When, um, unless they have a lot of cologne on. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> so then there's smell too. <laughs> let's go through all the senses. Yeah, let's go through all of it. Yeah. Just kidding. Yeah. But you're so, right, Marcy. You, you know, know, if you can't expand your physical space, if you can't add on to your house, if you can't alter your physical space through a remodel, there's other senses that you can tap into to eventually get in a productive frame of mind and a focused frame of mind. And so it's really kind of boiling down to the philosophical. Yeah, architecture and interior architecture particularly is only one facet that one can consider in this I mean we're all in the same you know we're all in the same house yeah all of our houses are a little more chaotic than we care for all of them are a little dirtier all of them are noisier and yeah we're all out of our comfort zone right now how do we refine that so yeah and it's you know and it's not just it's not just the built environment you know there's little Mm -hmm. adjustments you can do kitchen table move, change tables around, you know, if you're not going to add on or curtains up, no curtains up. But it also is 
you know, you're kind of, you're the bot. If you're the, if you're the mom and the dad of the house or the mom Mm -hmm. and the mom or the dad and the dad of Mm -hmm. the house, you get to set the rules. And, you know, I found in my house, because we have my husband and I, and our um, younger daughter is at home right now, we had to kind of adjust some of the rules. This is how our life is going to go right now. And these are the rules so that we do all stay out of each other's hair mm-hmm. because there are those times like I love to cook alone just get out of my kitchen and that's my rule <laughs> right unless I invite you in to chop stuff up <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. so everyone is different in this yeah it's just that little that little yeah difference well and that's the opposite of me I love when everybody's in the kitchen when I'm cooking and I'm like who wants to help and you know, I like when my daughter's doing her homework at the counter and someone's chatting. And so I like all the commotion in the kitchen, but when I'm working, I want to be focused and I want to be alone. So, so what is the most fun or unique project you've worked on? I know mine. Go ahead. I have to. So it was literally a 16 foot by 24 foot room on the third floor of a very nice house on Summit Hill. And it was a former um, oh, storage room, vaulted ceilings, you know, it just yeah. really tucked up into the attic. The husband wanted to build himself a home office, didn't have any interaction with the wife or his family on it. This was his room. And we really tapped into who he is as a person and what speaks to him. We ended up recreating an 1800s Pullman train car. What? Wait, can you say that again? <laughs> It is, but the inside is a spitting image of a Pullman executive train car from the 1800s. Wow. Yeah. That is so cool. His room. That's really cool. No, it was a fun one. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It has to be fun. I mean, yeah. We even got to dig in and do um, custom leaded glass and custom, uh, this is the exception, of course. Um, Not every project is like this, but we did custom luggage racks with um, Art Nouveau initials and everything. I mean, th- this is the exception to all projects. It, and it was a fun one because every part and piece was special. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk about a great, talk about a great COVID office. Yes. Yeah. It almost sounds like a set, you yeah. know, like you've created this set for him to do his work in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I have just lately. Well, let's see. My favorite project within probably the last year, Mm -hmm. there's two of them, but one of them I can, is the thumb shack. Um, So it was a client that I met while working at Sala Architects and I was working with Dale Mulfinger and, you know, we did a couple, you know, I helped Dale work on a couple of these projects. And then the client called Chisel Architecture and said, hey, I want to do this off-grid quote unquote, quote unquote, off grid shack. I've got this great piece of land on this lake. It's in Northern Wisconsin. um, And I want it to kind of be Norwegian in style. So can you, can you draw this up for me? And I want it to be log. There were like a couple things, Norwegian logs, pretty small footprint off grid. So I just kind of went to town with the schematic design. You know, that was really all the direction which is fun. Just he let me kind of go wild and it's on our website, but came up with that little, little drawing, the little drawings in the set. And then they had hired a log 
company up in northern Wisconsin. And I wasn't involved in construction administration at all. And I was just able to go up there two weeks ago and see it for the first time. And I swear, when you put the drawing up now to the, we have the final photography, looks so much yeah. like the way that it was designed. And the best part of it is that um, I got to spend some time with the clients. And so they go up there and it's really not off grid now. It's got heating and plumbing and, yeah, you know. Well, um, when you love a place so much and you want to spend so much more time in it now. Yeah. They you do. run plumbing to it. Yeah. And you and I bet if he just, you know, had hired someone who wasn't asking these questions and with right. your psychology background, Marcy, you know, he would have just ended up with like a typical or whatever. So that's awesome. Right. Yeah, you're basically camping. Right. So they were initially, I was wondering what you meant by off-grid. So that means no heating, no plumbing, like you're basically camping, but you spend all that time and money and effort and space. Yeah. You probably want some plumbing. <laughs> so, you know, it has a kitchen, it has a bathroom, it's heated, but it's small. It's very small, but they just love it. So I got mm -hmm. to spend time up there with them, kind of having a campfire, hiking around, you know, we went snowshoeing because that's what they love to do. And hiking and they just love it and they use it probably every day and um they just love it it's only about 10 miles from their yeah. their house well he's probably spending a lot of time up there now so wherever <laughs> so they have taken, they have taken the like cabin life to right. a whole nother yes. level because when i was at solo we designed their cabin their real up cabin. north yeah mm -hmm. their real cabin and then they have another yeah. cabin <laughs> that's even more north <laughs> so. a cabin so it's like the, the cabin to get away from the cabin. <laughs> that, that sounds lovely. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Getting invited, getting to go to all these cabins because we do. That's one thing that is in a real house is cabins. And, you know, thanks to, thanks to Dale, um, that has become a niche. Um, but getting to do cabins is a lot of fun because people are willing to kind of let go a little bit of the reins. You know, the city home has to be a little bit tighter you know, yeah. and yeah. cabins, people are able to have a little bit more fun. So it's mm -hmm. really fun to do them. That's awesome. As, as we kind of start to wrap up a little bit, we do love to leave our listeners with some simple tips that they can use to implement into their lives. I'm wondering what tips you would share to kind of help them find their pattern of life and, or if they want to engage with you, you know, at what point in the process do you like people to do that? And, or, you know, if they want to try and do a little work on their own. I think if you're like kind of basic tips for remodeling. Mm -hmm. So most people want to remodel their kitchen or their bathroom. Yep. One thing we would definitely say is don't move the plumbing, play the game of do not move the toilet and do not move the sink. Don't move the sink. Don't move, yeah. don't move the shower. Yeah. Just see what happens. There's all sorts of ways you can reconfigure a space by just using that rule um, because it costs a lot of money. Yeah. You know, when you move a toilet from this side of the room to the other side of the toilet, you're talking about having a plumber come in. That's expensive work. So for a small remodel, mm -hmm. that's a good rule of thumb. Start it, there. It frees up the budget to spend on the, the things that are much more fun. Yeah. The tile, the countertops. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that would be, you know, a good mm -hmm. yeah. And same thing for a kitchen. You know, you just don't want to, mm -hmm. you know, if you don't have a lot of money to spend or you don't want to bump out 
play the game to start. Keep the plumbing where it is. Mm -hmm. Okay. Keep the gas line where it is. Yeah, right, right. I think that's great advice. And especially if you're working with someone like you two who are clearly very creative thinkers and there's a lot of other ways you can, like you said, make the space super fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because people don't want to spend money. They don't want to, you know, like when they're doing all the plumbing and the wiring and the ducting, like who mm. wants to pay for that? Right. We don't want to pay for that. We don't want to, we no. don't want to pay for that. <laughs> we want you to pick out a fabulous slab and we want you, yeah. you know to have gorgeous tile and a beautiful cabinet that has been, you know, designed by us. So. <laughs> okay. So do you design cabinets too then? You just mentioned. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Millwork is an extremely important component of what we do very easily. And anymore the options out there are endless it, you have yeah even if you go to entry-level ikea box cabinets what you can achieve with those at the end of the day is remarkable yeah you don't need to jump all the way to you know custom solid wood i mean it's you beautiful can. you certainly can and it's authentic. And in some historic homes, I mean, that, hmm. that's something that you should, that one should really consider, but that's so great. To you know. don't have to, you don't have to. Again, we, we are so fortunate to live in this industry right now because the, the opportunities are endless in all of these different categories in a remodel or new build project. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so do you think that's been going on for some time or like the last 12 months? Has that, has it really spike just given the demand people spending more time in their space and wanting to do projects well I think it's I think it's a little bit of both yeah it's yeah. a little bit of both the past 12 months especially we've had to get more resourceful and more creative yeah every well, well even with like we're doing a artisan home and we had to get um very creative with the structure yeah. so we went from the kind of typical and this is the boring stuff but the, we went from a typical floor joist mm -hmm. to TJI's because it was more cost efficient by quite a bit. Oh yeah, we went from your traditional floor trusses to engineered lumber, which again, yeah, like like you said, Sarah, no one wants to pay any attention to this stuff. It's boring, you cover it up, you don't think about it, but it frees up the funds to spend on the fun stuff. Yeah. It's, a, it's about being resourceful and seeking out, um, asking questions. You know, why is yeah. this so expensive right oh, now? Oh, I love that. Lumber oh, is just through the roof right now. So what are our options? What are our options? What are the other options? Let's vet those out. And at the end of the day, maybe we do need to stick with lumber for certain things. And maybe we do need to stick with hmm, um, what we were initially thinking and priced out. But we're not afraid to take a risk. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I, I love that. I love the creativity that comes out too, <laughs> right? To and it, and it, it pushes your thinking as well, but just to be able to come up with solutions that work for your clients, right? right. It's not just, oh, sorry, it's going to cost an extra, you know, thousands of dollars and, and walk away. That's it. Yeah. That's wonderful. I mean, because this, um, the conversation about the choice. So as boring as it is, we have this conversation with the client this is how this is going to go down. And we have thought about this and mm -hmm. how about switching it to this, but have to have those conversations. We have thought creatively about this mm -hmm. and here we, here's your option. So yeah. down the path we go. Yeah. So Sarah and Marcy, where can people find you? You know, your website, social media, you mentioned the um, artisan home tours. 
Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you can find us here in our office in YZ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, west suburb of Minneapolis, YZ. Yeah, right on Lake Minnetonka. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, our, our website, we're, re we're revamping the website right now. Yeah. Um, but you can find us there and social media. Yeah. We each have our own social media, mm -hmm. Instagram, Facebook, but we have a Chisel Architecture Facebook and Instagram. And we'll link all that up in the show notes. But we right? do, we do love, we do love, uh, you know, we pick up the phone when the phone rings. If someone, if someone swing, you know, oh. we're, we're, we, <laughs> oh, yeah. we pick up the phone. Um, if someone swings into the office, you're welcome to come in. Right now, wear a mask, but always welcome, <laughs> always welcome to come. So as we wrap up this, this um, conversation today, one question we like to ask all our guests is, what does the art of living well mean to you? Well, I think we touched on it a little bit before, but to me, the art of, art of living well means a lot of things. It means taking a risk. I think we talked, talked about that, but it means to me, it's about balance. And I don't know if you know this about me, but personally, I am a big rower. I row. It's one of my favorite things in my whole life to do, to get in my single and go out and row on any body of water. But I love rowing on the Mississippi River. And, and what it has taught me is that you have to take a risk because, you know, you're in this tippy little boat. You drop your oars in and, and you have to work hard to make the boat move forward. And then, you know, when the oars come out of the water, then you're, this is where you're going to let the boat do its work. So it's that balance of hard work mm -hmm. and learning how to take care of yourself and let things happen the way that they're supposed to happen. So rowing really teaches me about art of living well. You know, it's about drinking lots of water. It's about eating really well. It's about spending time with my family. And, you know, Marcy and I setting up Chisel Architecture, we're, we work really hard, but it's also, we laugh a lot. Oh yeah. And you can't we, take any of this too seriously. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and we want that experience for our clients. So mm -hmm. taking that, you know, that thread of living well, we hope that that kind of passes to the clients. Mm -hmm. So, but that's it for me, for the art of living well. Yeah, it's exciting. <laughs> I love that so much. I love that what you said, and I love the uh, rowing analogy. And I am still dying to trying row to try rowing because I've never tried it before. And I'm something's yeah. pulling me to it because I love the water. And so, yeah, so I love the way you let's described go it. do it this summer. <laughs> I would love to. I would join you. I I got in a boat once in college. Oh, you did? And that's about it. But I did, or maybe twice, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But I there do have go. a rowing machine at home. So I know. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> but something that you said was just like the hard work, but then letting things happen as they're going to play out and sort of relinquishing that control. That's what I really resonated with me. <laughs> yes. I like yeah. you, you do your best, right? You put like, for me, I put my oar in, or, you know, I put my pen to the paper. I do my best. And that's good enough for me. You know, it should, you know, you always learn and you're always thinking kind of on that recovery, like, what could I do better? What did I do really oh, yeah. well? But then that ore goes back in the water again, get another opportunity. So that's all you can do is your best, right? That's yeah. all you can do. That's what we tell our kids too. 
Yeah. What about you? So I know Marcy has a totally different view of that. Sarah, how yeah. do I follow up <laughs> on that? <laughs> no, you can. Uh, everybody has so their own poetic. Way. Everybody has their own way. Doesn't need to be poetic. No, the art of living well to me is just enjoy the journey. Sarah and I, we're in the planning business. We put all our eggs into mm -hmm. the, the basket of the future, planning with clients. And you need to enjoy the here and now. And it's really, really hard to remember to do sometimes. Every day I go home to a family of two-leggeds and four-leggeds. <laughs> and it's those four-leggeds that remind me of the here and now. Ever since I was a kid, my God, God bless my mom. Um, but I've always had a slew of animals. Mm. Whether it's a hamster, a guinea pig, mm -hmm. a bird, a chinchilla, dogs, cats, everything. All of them remind you of the here and now. And they remind you of what's really important. And right now I go home to um, about 250 pounds of dog. <laughs> I have two dogs at home. Uh, two large breed dogs and they have their, their personalities are just as big as their bodies and you can't help but hear them when they say none of that other stuff matters. Nope. And they do such a good job of living in the moment all the time, right? Oh yeah. They're like, notice yes. me, I'm right here in front of you right now. I'm right here. And yep. isn't life yes. awesome? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. Yes. I mean, they're happy with the simple things. You throw them a ball, they're happy. You, you feed them a little food, they're- The tail's going, you walk in the door. Right. Oh, and it's the most delicious right. thing they've ever had. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and even sometimes when Marcy's working at home and we're Zooming, so she has the one dog, Roger, is particularly, yeah. when Marcy and I are talking about like something a little bit harder that we have to talk about. Oh, yeah. Roger always is right next to her. Like, and he almost is talking. Oh, yeah. Like he's he's part of the conversation. <laughs> ladies, ladies, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Bring it oh. down with girls. <laughs> I oh, like that idea. That's so cute. Okay. Well, Marcy, that was that's a beautiful great. response as well. Yeah. So, yes. We loved it. And we loved having you both today. I try and keep up with Sarah. <laughs> you guys do a great job of balancing each other out. And I know um, yeah. just really fast, you guys have a parade of home coming up in June, right? Yes, that's the artisan home, artisan home. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, do you wanna just quickly say anything about that? Yeah, yeah, it is a jewel of a 3000 square foot home. Yep. I mean, artisan home tour, it, it comes off as being uber luxury, unattainable type architecture and construction, but this is a under 3,000 square foot bachelor pad that's done. It's a bachelor pad. Very, um, like Sarah and I always do, every bit and piece. Um, oh, it, oh, it looks, oh, I oh, love very that. Modern. I love it. It's Me too. Yes. Very I can't wait to see it. And yeah. um, it's designed for one level living for the bachelor mm -hmm. um, with, you know, space for his kids to come visit and you know all, all the other nice things that um, can support a modern lifestyle, but the entire upper deck is a bar. <laughs> He's got a sky deck, a sky lounge. Oh my God. And, and a full out bar. So uh, football so game. He's planning to remain the bachelor <laughs> yeah. of the bachelor pad. Yeah. 
plus the, the site, the site really informed the design too. I mean, he didn't come to us saying that he wanted an entire upper level of a bar. Um, we needed to lift up arguably one of the most important spaces of the house to capture the views of downtown and the views of the lake that um, it's, it's really a jewel of a piece of property. Yeah. Huh. And well, I can't wait to go see it. Yeah. Yeah. The, name yeah. of, the name of it is Lantern on the Lake. So, Lantern on the Lake. Yep. Okay. Cool. We will put all that in the show notes because I know this episode's going to drop during right around the time of the, the tour. Excellent. Well, thank you ladies so much for joining us today. We loved oh. having you and hearing about your process. Well, thank you yeah. for having us. It's been wonderful just chatting with you. Yeah. Yes. Very fun conversation today. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at the Art of Living underscore well on Instagram and Facebook where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well.